Hey kids, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Booze. It is I, your host, Jax, here again after a much not planned hiatus. I don't even know what, I just feel like this, not even this year anymore, you know, 2023 was just really a little bit rough for me toward the end and I feel like everything with my job too has been a little more stressful than I had kind of anticipated. And, you know, just I feel like life just kind of got a hold of me and I was feeling a little unmotivated. I'm trying to be honest. So and I think, too, I was not taking care of myself the way that I know that I need to. So um, not to sound cliche, you know, but I did kind of make a promise to myself that I was going to be better and not do things that I shouldn't be doing and or going in excess of anything. So this is just about everything, you know, nothing in particular. But I, you know, that's why I, if you weren't listening to or watching my stories, I said that I'm not really going to record during the week. I'm going to kind of step back from that because I do drink during this podcast. So I wanted to not really drink during the week. However, it might change toward the summer because, like I said, my husband has his golf league on Wednesdays, so that is actually, like, the best time for me to record. So, like I said, it might change, but that's not until, like, May or June. So, and it's only January right now. So, um, I just want to, like I said, I just really want to take better care of myself and, you know, I kind of wasn't. But with everything with the death of my cat and just everything this year, I I just was not in a good place and everything is fine though. So I'm here. <laughs> this is why we're doing this. But I just wanted to be pretty honest with everybody about what was going on with me. Um, but everything's good. Everything's fine. It's good. Holidays are over. We did it. <laughs> um, holidays are a lot different for me now. I don't know about you guys, but... I, my, my immediate family all lives in Florida. So for me, the holidays mean I don't spend time with them at all. And, you know, FaceTime is not enough. And I feel like too, with them having plans and my sister's got four kids and, you know, having their own little plan and then me hosting for my extended family that's around, which are pretty much my cousins and their families. But And one of my, or actually an uncle and then one of my aunts and her husband. And, you know, I, I don't know, like I said, it's just, and my nieces are getting older, so they're not like little anymore. So like, I'm not that cool. So (laughs) it's just like a weird, like, I was just like in a really weird funk this last like few months, but I'm trying to be positive and planning some fun things for the year, including, which I think I just decided I'm just going to do it, but I know I've announced that I'm going to go to cons and I just didn't go, but I really think that going to Texas Frightmare in May is probably going to happen. So I'm, I missed out on the VIP, but I guess it's not a big deal. So I guess I'm glad I didn't spend $300 on that. But other than that, I just have to figure out in the next couple of weeks, like what I want to do about the hotel and the flight, you know, so just got to plan that and just keep an eye, at least for the flight. You know what I mean? So maybe I can book the hotel first and then just kind of wait on the flight and see, you know, if I can just get the best deal, you know, because I'm flying all the way from Boston to Dallas. So that's not a quick flight. So, you know, it's not like it's going to be like, I mean, I wish it could be like a hundred bucks. That would be fucking 
but I don't want to fly spirit. So don't even, don't even suggest it to me, guys. I don't need to be in the lottery of who's going to be the pilot next. So no thanks to spirit. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but that is like a running joke I've heard and I'm not surprised of. But anyway, so moving forward, episodes are, like I said, they're probably not going to be as rapid, obviously, as definitely more rapid than they have been. But they're definitely not going to be like I want them to be. But I'm really going to try hard to at least get one out a week. I'm going to really try to to make that happen at least for a bit or at least twice a month you'll get some episodes. So, you know, well, well, I'm, I'm going to be better. I, I, that's what I keep trying to tell myself. But anyway, let me crack my seltzer because it's my first one since New Year's. So, wee. All right. And it's actually the High Noon Cranberry. Yeah. It comes in that like, oh, the tailgate one with the pear. Yeah. Because that was why I wanted it because I wanted the pear, but I actually... Love the cranberry more. <laughs> I wish they would make four packs of, I don't know, I wish they would just make the big packs of everything. Or you could order it and then somebody's making it out back at the liquor store. I don't fucking know. It's, that's what I want. Because <laughs> even like the White Claw Raspberry, like I've said, I love that. But you can't, damn, that cranberry's good. Um, but you can't get like a uh, more than a six pack of the White Claw Cranberry. I mean, raspberry, sorry. So just kind of crappy. But sorry for like the somber, you know, serious chat. Like like you guys are my children. Like, sorry. No. But I just wanted to be honest because I feel like so many people aren't honest about that kind of stuff. And then by the time they are, it's really not a good place. And like I said, this is not towards anything in particular. This is just anything. You know, I was being too lazy. I was, you know, like I said, I wasn't taking care of myself. So I'm, I'm really trying to be better about that. And, you know, cause I'm getting older and I can't be, I can't be drinking every night. Let's be serious. You know, and I'm not just talking about having a drink. So I'm just going to leave it at that. So I just want to not do that. And I want to do the things that I was doing. And this even has to do with the pandemic too, because I feel like that's where, like a lot of us, things changed pretty dramatically because before the pandemic, I was doing Zumba like twice a week and I think I was doing at least one class a week of Orange Theory Fitness if not two so I mean I was really skinny (laughs) and I had nothing to do with like not eating because I definitely was eating but I not that I want to be that skinny again but I I want to feel good like I did you know um I like working out and I I just didn't love doing Zumba via Zoom like that was so annoying but anyway so yeah so that's where I'm at so I'm trying to get back into that but like convincing myself that like I have I'm like competitive with myself yeah at Zumba yep don't don't even get me started guys I'm crazy but I like have this internal thought that like you're gonna suck and you're probably gonna roll your fucking ankle or you're just gonna be so out of breath you're probably gonna throw up like I'm I'm literally that nervous because I did do an orange theory fitness like class like a year or so ago I think it was like a year and a half or maybe two years at this point but I when I did it after it I felt fine like I didn't hurt myself in the class but after like the next day when I woke up I couldn't extend my arm I might have even talked about it in the podcast like I couldn't like extend my arm to be completely flat (laughs) like it was and it was painful but what I should have done was just taken some ibuprofen but I was a little too proud also so I feel like that's why I've been like very nervous about working out again because I know how out of shape I am and I'm really nervous. I'm going to be in pain. Also, one time when I was living in Worcester, I lived on like the third floor, you know, walk up third floor. And 
<laughs> I used to do these classes that were really intense and they're really more of like, it's kind of like what Orange Theory was where it's like a hit class and then you do some cardio. And, but this was like at a trainer's gym and his, his routines were fucking nuts. And I remember the first few times, you know, doing it, I was really out of shape at that point because I hadn't done Zumba in a bit and I definitely hadn't like done weights in a long time. So <laughs> I remember walking up to the apartment um, either after work or definitely like not after the workout, but like the day, the next day. And my butt was hurting so bad and my quads, I like couldn't walk up the stairs. And I just like, I don't like that feeling. And I'm like psyching myself out about it. So I'm hoping like talking about it, I'm not going to psych myself out and I'm just going to do it because it's going to hurt because I'm out of shape. Like, let's be serious. And like I said, it's not because I'm like fat or anything. I just don't feel, I just feel bleh. You know, so I, I just want to like not feel like that. <laughs> it's not that I like want to lose weight. And that's why I like joke about that quote in Mean Girls when she's like, I want to lose three pounds. Like, <laughs> I kind of feel like that because I don't really want to lose weight. I just want to feel a little bit better. And I'm kind of hoping that I can, you know, just make some better choices this year. That's really it. That's really the, <laughs> the low brow, <laughs> low bar goal for the year <laughs> just make better choices <laughs> like that quote in pitch perfect when she's like make good choices <laughs> oh shit sorry but anyway so what else has been going on with me um uh, I haven't really been like I've been adding decent amount of movies to the collection which I wanted to show off some of my vinegar syndrome babies that I've been getting and I've been doing a lot of blind buys and I will say they're risky, so be careful if you're like me, where your your taste is not so much bad horror. Let's just put it like bad movie. Not that like all of these are bad movies or that's not the point, but like some of them are just really like, ooh, you really have to just be a fan, you know? Like I got I got the birds too. Like, yeah, I got that. Cause I was so curious. And it was like seventeen bucks. So I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna get that with the slip. Fuck yeah. Maybe it was twenty two, but still it's cheap for vinegar syndrome. So I did, I like got that. And then, um, I did get a vinyl recently. Oh yeah. The Scream 5 one came that finally fucking came. That was crazy. I waited guys. And I couldn't even, I, cause I wanted to tag Serenice or whatever their name is. But I, um, I waited almost like two fucking years for that. And it's funny because every time, like you, we all, every, we all pre-ordered it. You'll hear the story from everybody because I got the, the I got the super super um, rare variant, so I had to like wait. I feel like I had to wait longer than everybody, even though we all waited at the same time. But they kept losing the manufacturer that they were contracting to press the vinyl, and I was getting to a point where I was just like, just sell the fucking rights. I was like, oh, because I was getting pissed because I was like, what the fuck? This was like, this wasn't really cheap either. I think that this was like forty something bucks. So it's just like, fuck. And it's, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a great, I wish it was a trifold, which I was like, damn it, it's not. But, you know, it, it's, it's a nice embossed, I w dare I say lenticular, because it's got like, you can like feel stuff on it. It's got like definitely different textures and like, it looks great, but it's definitely not different artwork than the fucking steelbook. So I'm just like, God damn it. They really didn't. Because I don't know if we really knew. I don't remember because it's fucking two years ago. But I don't remember if we knew what the cover exactly was going to look like. But it doesn't matter. It was just we waited too fucking long for it. And, right, it's not a trifold. I'm going to feel like an asshole if it is. But I don't think it is. 
But even if it was, it's not memorable. Was it? See, like, that's what I mean. I feel like I got it and I just immediately took a picture and was like, ugh. I was like, I didn't even want to, like, want to play it because I was like, this is this is just hurtful at this point. Like, this is just offensive that I'm getting it. No. No, but I was, like, very, like, pissed during that process. And there's a couple other things that I've been, like, waiting on. Like, I, I don't know if I talked about it in my last episode because it's been so fucking long. But I – oh, I did talk about it. I did. I think I did. Um, the Loungefly wallet that I, I'm not, I have to call my bank to see if I got reimbursed, but the, that like third party vendor that was selling it and then somehow I didn't get it, but they took my money. So weird. And now their website, now like I checked and their website's totally down and I was like, oh, you sons of bitches. Cause I'm not the only one. And the sad thing is that like the comments, if you go on their Instagram page, shop merch ventures, um, if you go on their Instagram page, there's so many comments on the, um, the most recent posts, which are from like fucking October. But there are so many comments under there that people are like, don't order from them. One person, like, there's a, there's a comment that she was like, I spent $400 there because she must have, like, got some gifts and, like, because they, they sell, like, Joanna Parker. There's, like, all other types of brands in there and there's clothes and it's not just the bags and shit. Plus, there's crossbodies and, like, whatever. So, um, yeah, I, like, felt really bad about the people who lost, like, more than 100 I mean, I, I lost 40 bucks. Like, if I don't get it back, I'm not going to cry about it, but I am going to be pissed. But... But still, like, there are people who who lost, like, hundreds of dollars, and I'm just like, holy fuck. And then it, like, totally changed my mind about, like, shopping small. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I hate to say that, but I, because that didn't feel like shopping small, and it totally was. And that made me very nervous, because they were, like, selling licensed stuff, and, like, Loungefly has done nothing about it. So that's the other thing that I was, like, very disappointed. Like, so did they steal your merchandise? Like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. Anyway, we don't have to, like, dwell into that. But that's something else that's just been, like, happening. But yeah, damn, this this high new cranberry is delicious. And I, I actually grabbed, there was this grapefruit, which I don't mind. Grapefruit, the um, black cherry, uh, this. There was only one left. But this and then I think that that was it. But um, I recently... I've been very, like, oh, I love fucking cranberry because there's this, like, cranberry cheddar that Trader – cranberry cheddar cheese that Trader Joe's has and Aldi. No, I'm sorry. It's not Trader Joe's. It's Aldi. It's a cranberry – sorry. I'm saying this, like, 50 times. Cranberry cheddar cheese at Aldi. <laughs> it's, like, in a circle. Can't miss it. And then they have at Aldi also these, like, cranberry – um and like pumpkin seed or maybe it's flax seed there's some kind of seed in it but it's like cranberry seeded like brown like toast style crackers but they're really thin and not like dry and airy they're more like a cracker and like like a I don't want to say pretzel but they're very like crackery they're not very like crumbly so I've been going on like cranberry overload with like that cheese and the cracker because I like eat them together trying to record and like both my cats are sitting on the desk with me and they're about to fucking bite bat at each other and I'm like are you guys for real like I'm trying to record children (laughs) I'm just kidding no like Michael and Coco are fine because like they don't really hurt each other but he's so fucking playful and like she's been like playing into it but like I just don't want to hear it because like she'll start like she gets really like dramatic and like vocal and I'm just like okay can we please just like be quiet for a minute like our house is not big. Like, let me tell you, like, <laughs> if only I could just go in the basement and just be quiet. <laughs> no, but yeah. So I've been doing a lot of cranberry. Uh, that was pretty much the the moral of that story was to go on the cranberry train with me. 
But I feel like too, I, oh, another, oh, so over Christmas too, I, I had a girl's night because I have the week off in between Christmas and New Year's. Like I have it off like automatically and I got my hair done during the day and my hairdresser and I are really good friends. Hi, Julie. And she was like, let's go out. And I was like, please, I'm, I, I need to, I'm dying right now. And I also haven't like gone out with like a girlfriend in a fucking long time. Like let I, uh, too long. So we, she was like, let's go out after seven. I'm like, after seven, I'm like, Jesus, am I going to be motivated? <laughs> Only because like it gets dark here at like four. So I was like, damn it. Am I going to be able to like friggin' psych myself up? And then, and then she's like, and then like, as my hair appointment's going on, I was like, well, what are you doing? Like, and well, and then I think she spurted out that she was bringing her daughter to a Taylor Swift, like music bingo thing at a brewery. And I was like, oh, and it was like right up the street from where we were, where I was getting my hair done, which is only like 20 minutes from my house. So I was like, oh, um, I was like, I'll go with you to that. And I was actually thinking like, I'll go to your house and like help you bring the kids. And then, cause if we're going back to her house to drop them off, like I'll bring us then to where we were going. But, but then she was like, yeah, meet me at the brewery. I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah, no big deal. She lives like 10 minutes from there, whatever. So, and if that was easier for her, then cool. So I was like, oh, sure. And so I, and that was at f- six. So yeah. And then we didn't leave. Yeah. We didn't leave there until like eight thirty, like eight, eight thirty. Cause her husband came and got her son who's like two. So, and that was at like seven ish. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it was about seven when he came in, when he came and got her son. And then it was actually like really fun. And if you know me, I am not a Swifty. I did not grow up. I grew up listening to rap, <laughs> like hard rap and a lot of classic rock, Metallica, Black Sabbath. Like I grew up like that. You know what I mean? Like that realm of music, including Michael Jackson, including Motown. But like those kind, like I didn't grow up listening to poppy pop, pop, pop. I grew up listening to Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, don't get me wrong, but I was never a Swifty because I'm, I'm a little bit older. You know what I mean? If you, don't forget, I'm not in my 20s, guys. <laughs> not even in my, not even in my younger 30s. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. We all get older. But I, but I actually had a really good time because, and I was a little nervous because I don't have kids, if you don't know. And I like kids, but sometimes I get very overwhelmed with kids, especially if they're very um, loud and very unmanaged let's just say so or mismanaged maybe so I was a little anxious because she was like oh it's probably it might be really busy I was like oh shit and her like her daughter's school like had a couple other moms there and they were cute and they have like reserved this big area I totally felt kind of like an idiot because I felt like literally the only person there without a kid no I'm pretty sure I was and it's fine it's cool guys it's cool And all the kids were so cute and so good. And I guess like the brewery owner's kids are friends with Maddie and they were so freaking cute. And the girl that like, um, her daughter was doing, uh, Julie's daughter was doing the, um, you know, musical bingo with, cause how, which I didn't realize how this works. (laughs) Cause he's like, cause I thought it was like trivia. So I'm like, Oh, he's going to, cause I'm, I'm just a moron and just thinking trivia. And I thought he's going to like play snippets of songs and then they're going to have to guess it. And then he's playing the fucking song for like 
30 seconds or more. And I'm like, Jesus, this, who is <laughs> me and my competitive side? I'm like, who the f- how the fuck is anybody going to win this? And then I realized like, oh, they, it doesn't matter what the fucking song, it doesn't matter how long he plays a song because they got a card and they have to get four in a row. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. Jackie, Jackie. <laughs> so, uh, all the pep talks I have with myself should be its own separate fucking podcast, guys. Like, seriously, like the, the revelations that happen daily in my brain. I'm like, oh, oh, God, thank God that wasn't out loud. But it was really fun. It was really cute. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know a couple Taylor Swift songs, but like I couldn't tell you what they were called. I don't know the names of all the Taylor Swift songs. But like, I know some lyrics, you know what I mean? So I was, you know, and as my, so I had like an apple cider beer or something like that. And I was decent, but then I noticed that they had liquor. So I was like, well, pour me a fucking vodka soda lady. But it was like, the only thing was, was it was like, it was literally a vodka soda. And then they put like simple syrup in it to make it flavored. And like, I had like a strawberry lime and that was fucking delicious. And I just kept drinking those. Julie got the pineapple jalapeno which is normally my jam however I since I saw that it was simple syrup I was like no and I was like unless they're muddling fucking jalapenos I ain't I'm not buying it so um (laughs) yeah I'm a brat or if there's not even real jalapenos so I and there weren't um so yeah so she got that it was it wasn't bad but it wasn't great and then she tried the cucumber uh, uh cucumber melon or cucumber or something and that was that was better but anyway so um after like, so I had like, yeah, I actually had like three beverages there. Yikes. Um, but, uh, I was eating, I ate a little bit there. Don't worry. I did. I had like a piece of pizza and like a couple, um, literally a couple tots. And I think I had eaten lunch anyway. Yeah. So I didn't really eat too much, but I didn't not eat and I was fine. I was driving fine. And, um, so then we drove, I drove her or, you know, I followed her back to her house, dropped the kids off. And then I was like, yeah, I'll just drive us into Worcester. Cause we wanted to check out this like e-sport bar. And it was actually like, and it, cause I, so let me explain. So I didn't know this. And this, this is probably going to sound like an 80 year old person explaining something to people because I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But this is a whole new wave of it's, this place is called all systems go in Worcester and it was on Shrewsbury Street, so I was like, okay, I know that area. We're cool. Because I was a little nervous where it was, and then when I, like, realized where we were going, I was like, oh, my God, I used to live over here. Like, we're cool. So um, it is tucked away, of course, on, like, the weirdest part, but whatever. Um, but eat this. the way this place works is there are two bars. There's, like, a regular, like, straight-up get-me-a-fucking-vodka-soda kind of bar, and then there's an energy bar where they also sell alcohol. But that's where you get, like, the Red Bull drinks with alcohol. You can get the amazing espresso martinis that they make. Oh, my God. They were so good. I haven't had a good one in, like, a fucking long time. And I don't, like I said, I don't love a milky beverage, Um, but that was, yeah, that was the last drink I had. And I think even by the time I got home, I did not have another drink. I was like, nah, I'm so late that night. Ugh. But we had a good time. Don't get me wrong. We had a good time, but it was like way later than I thought we were going to stay out. But, um, but yeah, so we, we started off with like a regular, like special beverage that they made there, which was really good. I think it had gin in it. And then we, then she like wanted the espresso martini and the girl's like, not to be a pain, but you can actually get that at the other bar. And then we switched and talked. So we talked to that bartender for a while and then we went over to the other side. And when you go to the other side, 
it's a lot brighter. And then right behind you are all the people that are playing their eSport games there. So like, I, I don't know if they're all playing the same game or if you're, they're all playing different or if some are playing the same and some are different, but it's a place where you can go and do that kind of eSport gaming. You know what I mean? Where you can do the multiplayer games on, online and like all that kind of stuff, which is absolutely not my area of expertise. So I am not explaining this right, but just, you know, throwing it out there that there are places like that popping up, at least in Massachusetts. There's another place that's kind of like that, and I can't remember the name of it, and I'm having the massive brain freeze. But there's so many, like, places that are, like, arcade style, you know what I mean? So, like, that's pretty freaking cool, and I fucking love that. But, but yeah, so, like, that was really, really fun. That was a really fun night, and that bar was really cool. Um, and like, you can also play like regular games there, like board games. So like, they also have an area where you can sit down at like little tables and like play games. So like, if you wanted to like have a game night at this bar with your friends, that would totally like be a great spot to go to. Cause I know people that do game night, like at their houses and not that that's a bad idea. Cause I think that that's better cause it's obviously cheaper, but I was thinking like, if you ever wanted to spice it up and like go out and include the game night, this would be a really good spot to do it. Cause they didn't really play music. They did a little bit because nobody was, nobody was playing like game games. Cause it was like nine o'clock by the time or nine 30 by the time we got there. So like, you know, it wasn't, it was popping for the esports, but it wasn't really, you know, nobody was on the other side playing games or people at the bar. But, but anyway, I don't want to ramble about that forever. But that's kind of what I've been up to. So I just wanted to like update you all. And I did want to, make this episode about the the movie the puppet man that came on shutter i think it was back in um octoberish or something that it came maybe september it was definitely in the fall when it came out and if it was before that i'm sorry that i'm misquoting it because i didn't actually look up that date but i i really i really enjoyed this and the first time i saw it i was a little i i wanted more out of it but then I realized, like, you know what? Whenever you say that, it's because you weren't paying attention. So watch it again and then, you know what I mean? Like, and then make your decision because I, I just don't, I just don't think you're, you're right yet. And that's why I keep trying to tell people, like, that's why you have to, you know, watch stuff again. If you're not immediately drawn into it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I can't stress enough you know, these people, like, I, there's so much hate online right now, too, and that's another reason why I've kind of taken a break is because every time I read comments on any type of, even if it's just a fucking poster, a fucking article, fucking anything, you always have the people that are like, this movie sucked, what the fuck? Like, and then you have, so, everybody's just being negative, 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 and it's just kind of like, Jesus, cool, you didn't like it, good for you. Why do we have to blast the negativity? But then there's also people who are literally blasting their negativity on their podcast. So I just, you know, I, I, I just never want this podcast to come from that place. And I never want this podcast to have that kind of voice because I want this to be an accepting place. And that's kind of the, sorry, I just hit my mic if, if you heard something weird. But that's kind of the, you know, the stance I'm taking on that is that, yeah, obviously if something's really bad because of something that they've put in the movie that's not appropriate or whatever, which I haven't really seen that lately, 
you know, but I, I mean, somebody posted that there was going to be a, I'll tell you the comments, I'll just tell you the, the go, the, you know, the post to go check out. But, you know, that movie, It's a Wonderful Knife. Was it the best movie I've ever seen in my life? No. Was it the worst movie I've ever seen in my life? Absolutely not. But I will say, you know, that doesn't mean that that gives the people the right to, you, you, you can hate that movie if you want to. That's fine. That's okay you didn't like it. That's totally fine. That's, it's even okay if you want to say you didn't like it. But if you're going to post and say, like, the most pointless movie to be made or something like that, like some of those comments were saying, like some of them weren't wrong. Like someone's like, Barbarian doesn't get a, get a physical release, but this does. What the fuck? Like, I kind of agree with that. Not going to lie. But, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I just don't know why people feel the need to just leave that hate there. Because, like, it, it's, it's just weird. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I could say so much on people's posts and I just don't. And I don't know why people aren't thinking about that before they put something on because like that director reads those. I mean, he's been laughing lately, you know, whatever about it, but I just, I can't help but think that sometimes like maybe he does get a little down about it. Like, damn, like why are so many people like being queer, but fuck them, you know, still fuck them. But I just, I still feel it's just kind of like, what the hell? Because it just came out. You watched it one time. You're going to sit here and tell me after one time you hated that movie. I don't think so. So that's why I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't love this whole like watch it once and then I'm just going to tell you how I feel and I'm going to solidify my whole opinion on it after one view. Guys, I've never even done that to you guys. I said guys twice, sorry, but I've never done that. When I've, I've done the first watch, like when I did... Halloween three. I never had seen that before. I watched it once and then I was like, oh, okay. I put my thoughts down. I was like, all right. Um, I can't just do an episode right now. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm, no, that would, that would be hard. That would be hard for me to be able to be that complete in my thoughts because I, every time I still fucking watch movies, I've seen hundreds of fucking times. I still see something fucking new or realize something. So I don't like, I'm sorry, I'm getting like angry about this, but I just, I don't understand why people are just going to like want to be like that. And just like, they'll have like open conversations of them talking about how shitty movies are and all this stuff. And they watched it fucking twice or three times or, you know what I mean? And they were still just having this negative opinion about it. Your mindset has everything to do with how you walk into that fucking movie. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that I'm wrong, you're never going to win. Because I know I'm right. 100%. It's the only time I'm ever going to be that confident to you guys. Your mindset has everything to do with how you walk in and feel how you see a movie. 100%. You're going to see a movie differently after your, after your loved one dies. You're going to see everything differently after you have children, after you get married, after you find the one. So don't sit here and tell me that after the first time you watch a movie, that's it. That's how you feel. That's it. Come on. Let's not be fucking crazy. So anyway, I watched this movie like three times and I went in the second time with a much, much better mindset of, okay, this movie is not going to give me everything. So let's see, knowing what's going to happen, let me double check it, what I watched and make sure that I got it all. You know what I mean? Because I already know what's going to happen. So let's just make sure that I watched it beginning, middle, and end, and 
really took in all of that because I was like, you know how sometimes you're watching a movie and you're just not like waiting for it to end, but you're like, okay, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, because you're like waiting for something. And that's kind of how I felt watching this movie, except in some of the parts where we're going to talk about that are like really, whoa, but I, I kind of, I still wanted a little bit more. And I think it's because I was expecting something like Smile. So that's why I think I was expecting to see something. You know what I mean? Instead of just like, yeah. So we'll, we'll get into it. But the director of this is Brandon Christensen. And he did the amazing movies, Superhost, Influencer, which are great. He did It Stains the Sands Red. He did Grave Encounters 2. It Keeps You Alive, which I watched that. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And he did, you know, he did some other, he did some other movies, but those are the big ones that we all, we all know and love. And I feel like, you know, yeah, this movie came out in October. Perfect. I was right. See, not too far off. I was nervous. I'm like, shit, what if it came out in the summer? You fucking dumbass. (laughs) No, I felt like it was the, it was only like two months ago. Shit. I don't want to spend too much time on the movie because like I said, it's, It is, you know, it is a movie that's a little rushed and it's a little choppy with the way they're telling you how this is happening. And there are other movies that can seamlessly tell the background story while you're seeing the stuff that's happening now. And I think this movie had a little bit of a difficult time doing that and doing it in a way that actually like kind of made more sense. I just wanted to to just like have that little background before we went into this. But this movie was, I really thought it was good. I don't understand why so many people don't want to talk about it. And like, I don't think I saw any of my fellow podcasters talk about this movie. And I was very shocked because I was like, wow, like I thought that this was pretty good. But then I did see it on some people's lists for their best, you know, top picks of 2023. And if we're going to have a top 10, I would definitely put this in my top 10. Um, cause I didn't watch like skin of a I didn't watch, um, it lives inside. I did. I didn't watch when evil lurks because like, I've said this before, if it's got subtitles, I'm going to have a difficult time. I'm going, I'm going to, because I'm, I feel like the only movie that I successfully watched was train to Busan. I didn't watch it dubbed. I watched the, cause I think that was before the dubbed one had come out and I watched, um, the subtitled one. And I mean, if it's dubbed, I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? But I can't, it's very hard for me to do subtitles because then I feel like I'm just reading the whole goddamn time, you know, unless the movie's not, you know, chatty. Anyway, sorry. I've said this all before. Okay. So it's funny how this movie starts. And I remember there are, there are certain movies that the beginning of it always just fucking puts you in a weird mood. Perfect example would probably be House of a Thousand Corpses. And I'm not talking about the cold open. I'm talking about the credits. You know what I mean? Of like the credits of the people's names and like the creepy music. Like it's just, it's weird. And like, it's, ooh, it's just a little creepy. Like, you know, um, Cabin in the Woods has a very distinct opening credit, you know, sequence, title card sequence. So I feel like this movie also had a really good, you know, um, well, this was just a song, but even like, but that's even still creepy enough. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely like something that sticks with you because then the poster of this is somebody being lifted up with strengths. You know what I mean? So you're just like, ah. 
So, you know, this song is playing and it pans out from a radio. Dinner's being cooked and a woman is at the stove cooking and then someone walks in and she assumes it's her husband and she doesn't really acknowledge by a physical look to them. But, you know, and she's just like, home early. And he calmly walks over, grabs a knife, doesn't even say anything, barely breaks eye contact and just like stands behind her. And then it sounds like he said some. he says something muffled when she faces him. And then he stabs her in the chest. Then he grabs the frying pan and he hits her over the side of the head with it. I mean, this is all happening in like five seconds. So freaking, yeah. This is a one way to start a movie. She's trying to escape and she's like crawling on the floor. And he says, it wasn't me. And then he starts and he stabs her. But then you see a little girl's silhouette in the background. And then it's some podcasters talking about the murder that we just saw and the little girl is now a college student and they she and her friend are listening to it and Michael is that little girl and she doesn't remember what happened because she was definitely under five I would say and I don't really remember a lot before five especially if it's something traumatic yeah her her mind is not going to let her remember that (laughs) and She's talking to her friend and saying, like, you know, I don't I don't remember anything. And then it's the scene of her and her friends gathering at a place called the Spot Diner, which is a perfect name for one. If you ask me, meet me at the spot. Yeah, that would, that would be fun. Anyway, um, Michael keeps, you know, kind of dazing off and zoning out as, you know, we all kind of do sometimes. And her friends notice she seems off. And, you know, Danny, Danny specifically notices. And Michael keeps having these flashbacks of some kind. And this is where I think it, 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 this movie kind of struggles. It struggles, too, a tiny bit in the dialogue. And it struggles with this actress. She's not bad. But I'm not, I'm not connecting with her in the way that I would have thought. And I don't know if that's on purpose or I'm crazy or if because this is how she's acting. Like, this is just what we're getting from her performance. You know what I mean? This is just her. So I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm not sure, but I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way. But I, but I, I actually haven't seen, I meant to watch it like yesterday or even right before I did this and I just didn't. So that's fine. But I, cause I wanted to pinpoint that specifically and I, I, I didn't get to, so I'm sorry. But if you know what I'm talking about, you know, or if you've watched a movie where like, it's almost like when you hate the person because because you're like, God, you're acting like a fucking idiot. Like, it's not that she's not doing the right things. It's just, I'm not convinced. I don't know. But I think, too, maybe that's the point. Maybe that was the whole point, and that's how it was supposed to be. So I'm just going to go with that for now. We're just going to stick with that. So her friend comes in to check on her, and when they leave, you see a fog that appears out of nowhere on the mirror, and it then it says, Hello. I'm jumping around a lot, so please forgive me. And, which was also, like, in her flashback. So, like, I'm not really sure, you know, what's going on. You know, and she, something was said at some point where it's, like, cut the strings of her, of her, of their baggage. And it was a weird thing to say. Like, a weird phrasing. And I remember, like, I wrote that down. Her roommate Charlie is obsessed with the story now. Because, you're going to find out in a second... Another flashback to her asking if someone is there, the little girl. And that's what I mean. Like, it it goes a little too quickly 
for you to process that she's flashbacking back to the murder. Even though that was the opening scene. I mean, maybe that's just me, though. Maybe I just couldn't really, like, fucking... Or maybe the flashbacks seemed too early. Or maybe we should have been in a different setting to see the flash. Like, that. that's where I feel like maybe this movie could have presented them. Like, I don't know, maybe she should have been in a therapy session and then this gets pulled out of the therapy. I don't know. Or, like, a different kind of session. I'm not sure. I mean, I know they kind of do something. We'll talk about it later. But, you know, I... I just felt like there was something lacking in the beginning of this. And I wonder if that's where some people were falling off. I don't know. So then you see Michael sleepwalking again, I guess, and where she's weirdly scratching her wrist and she's bleeding. And I guess this is times where her roommate has really, you know, been paying attention, thankfully, and kind of tracking all of this. And... And they also, like, so one of their other friends, which I can't remember his name right now, but the one that's the athlete, Glenn, yeah, Glenn. They keep picking on him with the steroids and stuff like that. Like, it's pretty funny. Like, I think they they probably had a small dick comment or something. <laughs> or Roy Rage or who knows. And now, like, so I guess, like, they had to, like, score alcohol. Like, I, I, so I'm assuming, because I, I think in the beginning, too, I wasn't sure what was going on. Because I was like, is she in a home? Is she at school? Is she... I don't, I didn't really, cause it, it didn't feel like college, but then it started to kind of feel like college. You know what I mean? So I wasn't sure how old they were. I was like, oh, are they graduate students? Or, and I'm like, oh, they're like supposed to be like 19, 20, maybe even 18. So it's like, oh shit, they're really fucking young. And it's been a long time since I've thought about how, you know, I used to get alcohol when I was younger. So anyway, so yeah, so they like snuck alcohol in and her roommate, Charlie has an appointment and isn't going to drink with them. Um, but they're like going up to the roof of the dorm or I think it's the dorm that they were drinking on. But Michael was talking about being in foster care after what happened. And she says she'll see Danny later on the roof. Oh, no, they weren't drinking yet. Sorry. So they just scored the alcohol and they were like getting ready and going to meet up later. So, yeah. So she was like talking about foster care to Danny and it's like an awkward like interaction that they have when they like say goodbye. It's really. But then I remember thinking like. Yeah, and, like, when I was younger, like, it kind of was a little awkward with some... Some guys weren't really awkward, but there were a lot of guys that were really awkward with, like, a goodbye. Even if, like, we weren't dating. And it's just like, dude, it doesn't have to be weird. Like, bye. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, even if we are together, even if we're not, it's... Bye. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, like, really silly. Um, But anyway, it was, like, a weird, like... Because I think she wanted him to, like, come into her room, and he was just like, okay, see you later. And she's just like see you later you know like why wouldn't you want to come in and make out you know um but anyway so when she gets into her room charlie didn't lock her computer so michael starts snooping around and then she finds a folder that's called roommate and then it's all the videos of her sleepwalking so then she realizes that charlie's known about this forever and been waking up and like videotaping it and like keeping it and you know what I mean like what is behind this is this malicious intent is this harmless is this supposing to be helpful is like when was she gonna tell Michael was she not like I feel like I'd have so many questions too was it really helpful like or were you trying you know were you did you have good intentions or so then Charlie walks in the room when Michael's on the computer and they get into like a tiny bit of a fight obviously and then she had found out about her dad and realized that all of this was real 
And like everything that she remembered as a kid really did happen. And because I think her roommate really didn't believe that Charlie had, or excuse me, that Charlie didn't believe that Michael had gone through what she said because she was just like, how could you have seen that? How do you remember it? And then the other, like what she was doing correlated to some other stuff that they had, her roommate had done some snooping on, which we'll talk about in a second. So, and you know, Charlie said, like, I've always just wanted to help you. Like, I, I didn't want to tell you this because I wanted to help. I, you know, and I figured if I told you this might stop and then I can't help you, you know? So she was like, I really just wanted to, she's like, I always made sure you were safe. Like, so at least like that was better. You know what I mean? The, the better answer. <laughs> so then it goes to them drinking on the roof, you know, they're making a cheers, but then, you know, Michael realizes Charlie told her boyfriend about it and had lied about keeping it a secret and because the her because Charlie's boyfriend said something about it and it's her boyfriend's Glenn and Glenn was being a dick and like you know he shouldn't have said anything you know and and then you know Michael turns to just leave because she's just like I'm fucking done with you people like if you're gonna be assholes like I'm going to bed and I probably would have done the same thing too so but she goes to leave and Charlie just freezes And she drops her giant wine bottle and murmurs that she can't move and to help her, which would be fucking terrifying. And then all of a sudden she starts, Charlie, the roommate, starts walking backwards and then off the roof and just kills herself and dies. But like, she's kind of like screaming and like, oh my God, what's up? Like, you know, but she, her mouth isn't moving. She's like, you know, it's crazy. It's a very like quick, wild scene. Um, she says it's her, uh, Michael says it's her fault and, you know, she saw something in Charlie's eyes. Like she knew something was wrong and she kind of had like felt a little familiar with like, oh fuck, this is bad. You know what I mean? Like something that had happened before. So the exact same thing she saw in someone else and that they were afraid of her or it looked like it. It was like a little confusing. Michael is in her room now and the crows are just like running into her window and like dying. And it's just like really weird, really weird. You know, there've been other crow scenes and their ominous, ominous, yeah, ominous, sorry, ominous presence, you know, throughout the beginning of the movie, just like little things here and there. Danny sits outside of Michael's room while she sleeps. And then he wakes up when he hears a door close and then he sees that she's left. And then those three little lines that you saw in, like, the videos that she was doing, they're in blood on the wall, like, in the movies that, like, she had seen on the laptop. She's now standing at the edge of the roof, and Danny grabs her and takes her out of a trance because she's then, like, she's part, she's, like, in a trance, like, doing the sleepwalking because he, like, had kind of caught her. And then they watch a video on Charlie's laptop of her making the three lines on a mirror sleepwalking. And then there are a bunch of dead Then you see all the crows dead below her window the next morning. Charlie's mom comes to visit and, you know, to gather her things um, because she's passed away. And she asks Michael and her friends to come to the wake and speak. So then Charlie's phone rings and her mother had picked up and asks for Michael. She answers and the woman says, we need to talk, which is kind of like crazy. So it's a psychic. That had called Charlie's phone. So to, for me, this was really confusing because the girls' names were boy names. I was getting so... I was like, wait a second. Wait. What? 
So, yeah, I'm crazy. They enter her house, the psychic's house, her, so Charlie and, nope, sorry, Michael, Glenn, and then I can't remember the other friend's name, the girl, Joe. And they enter the house and she talks about what her and Charlie did um, during the visit before she died. Glenn, the asshole athlete, says they shouldn't, they wouldn't be friends with her if she didn't room with Charlie, meaning they wouldn't be friends with Michael if she didn't room with Charlie. Michael's not in the room with them when that's said, though. Um, she's wandering the house, of course. She sees a book with the three lines in it like she draws, um, but the woman calls her into the other room finally. So now Michael joins her friends, and she says none of what has happened is Michael's fault. They all hold hands, but Joe grabs the chair, like, arm where Charlie would have been sitting instead of, like, someone's hand. The woman goes under a trance and writes something, but the woman crumples it up and then tells them to leave. She's like, see, it's this whole, like, kind of weird, like, holy shit. Michael makes her show them, and it says, I killed Charlie. And then Michael gets mad, and the woman starts writing again and then is frozen. It says, I am Michael. And then they all leave a little confused, which I bet we all are at this point. It's like, what the hell was that? And that's what I mean. That's where I think this made me feel like it was smile. But at the same time, like, I, we'll, 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 we'll get into it. Danny explains what he saw the night before and what Charlie told that woman, Ruby, that's her name, about it. Then they all witnessed Michael sleepwalking. Her arm is bleeding and in her, in her blood, she wrote, let it, let it lie, let it die, char lie, char die. <laughs> it was like the craziest little like holy shit. She thinks she told this thing to kill Charlie. Like it's it's weird. Like this is where I think it might have lost some people too because this is something that doesn't really get explained. And she tells a story of this man who abused her um, when she was in foster care, and then he killed himself. And she thinks her anger caused this because he abused her. And Ruby gives Joe the book and says not to tell Michael about it. Like I said, I'm jumping around. Glenn is annoyed with the whole situation. So now he's going to work out. And this is probably the climax of the movie, I would say. Mike, so Glenn's at the gym. Michael thinks she needs to see her dad, who's in jail because he killed his mom, her mom. Um, and Joe goes to the library to check this book out. Which I don't know why you'd go to the fucking library. Sorry, but... I don't know why you'd go to the library. And The Cult of Dolos is the book. People who conspire against this person will bend to his will. That's what she's like reading in this book. Joe lights a butt. Like in the library, girl? That's where I'm like, what the fuck is the... Maybe that's where people got lost to. Yeah, not in the library. But we also... I don't know if we know what year this is. And I was thinking about that. I was like... But then I think I think somebody had an iPhone. I was like, oh, so it is fucking 2020 something. You know what I mean? But the, the Volvo I feel like Danny has is fucking old, which is fine. But like old, old for now. Like I've never seen a Volvo that old. Like when I was a kid, they were old. So at least like high school, they were old. But anyway, so Joe lights a butt in the library when she's, well, she's reading this really old, important book. She calls Ruby, but then all of a sudden now she can't move. She stabs her thigh with the pen and then she stands up. 
she has her she has her cigarette in her mouth, but then it landed on the book, and she's, you know, what not really able to watch it, but it starts to catch on the book, catch fire. Then we see Glenn grabbing Glenn grabbing a weight plate, and then all of a sudden he freezes. He adds a ton of weight to his bar, and then he lays down to press it. He holds it up, and then Joe is standing. So this is like cut, cut, you know, cut to him you know, holds, holding up the bar and then cut to Joe standing above the book and leaning directly over the burning book that's, like, flaming now, like, on fire. Glenn clearly can't hold this weight any longer. And then Joe is literally, her face is, like, melting. He chips a tooth because he's, like, stressing so hard and then breaks all the, like, all the blood vessels in his eyes. They burst. And then he drops it. But, like, it's such a really cool shot, the way they did this, because it's graphic without being fucking graphic. You know what I mean? Like, this could have been, like, saw, and we see that jaw separate from that fucking skull. That's not really how they did this. They kind of, like, had it off camera a tiny bit. You know, not super focused. It was done very well, but you still saw what fucking happens. Like, without, like having an overhead shot of, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't that bad. It was really tastefully done in my opinion. And then, um, it like the, the bar like falls like through his chin. It was insane. It was insane. So he's obviously dead. And then Joe like literally melts over the book. Like her face, like everything is just like her eyes aren't shutting. Like it's fucking why it's so sad. Like it's like, Oh my God. And then like Michael's getting a flashback of a ritual of the dolos. So I'm assuming with the imagery that's like going on. And then like they're, she's now like driving to go see her dad. She ends up, you know, speaking to him and she wants to know why he killed her mother. He says, Michael killed her mother and it's what she was made for. And her parents had actually performed the ritual and he heard Michael's voice in his head before he killed his wife. She was chosen to carry this entity or power. He claims they were being fooled by it now. So they were told that it was not going to affect them, that it was going to be affecting Michael. However, now it's affecting all of them because they must have opened something. Like, this is where I think, too, it's not, at least at this point, it's not very well explained what the hell is going on. Or maybe I'm just not writing it well. Because this is why I wanted to watch it again because I was like, why was, like, what was going on? But maybe I write it later. <laughs> anyway, I didn't even, like, read this before. I just wanted to just, like, come and record for you guys because it's just been so freaking long. Too freaking long. So anyway, so she's been chosen to carry this power, whatever. Um, But, you know, she's saying that she regrets, you know, going to go see him because this was, like, just not what she wanted and she ends up, like, storming out and, you know, Danny, as they're driving, you know, but you know, away, he like freezes momentarily as they're in the car, but he's okay. And then he gets a call about their friends and realizes that, oh my God, they're all dead. And then they're questioned by the police about it. Danny or Michael leaves, but the detective is now frozen. Daniel's locked in with him and Michael says he's safe in there. Danny crosses a busy street and all the cars are parted to allow her through. So this is where I think too, like, so wait, it is her, you know what I mean? But I'm like, why, 
did her friend, so then you're telling me that she killed her friend? Like, this is where I think it just gets a little too confusing, and I totally agree with that. But like I said, I just felt like the second time I watched it, because I knew what was going to happen, I paid attention more closely during these types of scenes. You know what I mean? So Michael tries to jump off a bridge, but it throws her back up to the top, and then um, Danny, like, ends up seeing it. Like, it was kind of crazy. They end up going to Ruby's together and explain what's been going on. She ushers them away, but clearly she's trying to not let Michael know she knows what's happening. Because if you know about what's going on with her, she can possess you. So if you don't know, she can't. But if you start finding out what's going on or if you let her know that you know, this is how it comes in. She gave, she hands Michael, excuse me, she hands Danny something. And after she, like, ushers them away. But, like, she clearly was just trying to not let Michael in on what was going on. So as Michael and Danny are leaving, she snaps one of Danny's... She makes him, like, snap a finger because he won't tell her what Ruby handed him. She then forces him to tell her because then she, like, gets this power. It's so... That's what I mean. Like, this is so weird. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, wow. Like, huh. And then... Written on the money, Michael finds out Danny knows and she makes him slam his head repeatedly on the steering wheel. So I'm assuming he dies, which I'm like, what the hell, girl? And then she tries to have a cop shoot her, but then he shoots himself and she's covered in blood. The cop draws his weapon. Well, she's covered in blood because of Danny, but then he ends up shooting himself because she, you know, did something. I'm not sure. And then two other cops, same thing happens. The detective radios in that the suspect fled and what he really, when he really tranquilized her and he brought her to Ruby's. So he's like telling his members like, oh, she's in custody, blah, blah, blah. Or that, no, that the suspect fled and he's like trying to find her. He actually tranked her and brought her to Ruby's because he knew what was going on. Crazy. She explains what needs to be done. And of course it's dangerous. Now she's going to connect to Michael and have her write to them. She's writing, and then Ruby grabs the paper. It says, it is sleeping. My father wants it. My blood, his blood, trick the trickster. They drug her more, and in the morning they bring her to her father's execution. Michael awakes to save... I don't know that... I'm sorry, like this... What I wrote, I have no idea what this was from. Oh, Michael awakes to sage burning in the car. Jesus, quick cleanse. I'm like, save? I'm like, what? Sorry, guys. My spell check was wrong. Um, Because I was like, what? So I guess Ruby must have been saging the car. So no big deal. Okay, sorry. Sorry. So then she goes in to see her dad before he gets lethally injected because I guess he had asked to. And she wants to say goodbye to him since the monster is sleeping. She says he doesn't like that she... She says he doesn't like that she knows. He says the monster chose her. She wants the monster to go into her dad. Like, this is where I'm like, I don't really know what they were trying to do. This part was like a little confusing. And then they hold hands and then it's time to see him die. (laughs) Like, it's weird. Like, and it looks like it kind of worked because the nurse like can't administer the drugs and is frozen. But then the drug is given and he dies and Michael gives an evil look into the camera. So like it clearly didn't work. I don't know. Like that's where I feel like 
if you know that that's how it ends, you just have to take what they gave you in the movie and try to apply it. You know what I mean? And that's where I I think I I can see where people struggled with this and didn't love it. But I mean, it did get really good reviews, and that's why I'm like, I you can't compare it to Smile because they're not the same. And but I hope you kind of understand like why. Excuse me, I had kind of done that because of the way the people were responding once they were under this spell. You know what I mean? So, and I'm not going to give it away if you haven't seen Smile. But, you know, that was definitely something I was a little shocked about, you know, seeing. And I don't know, I but I liked it. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I would tell everybody to go watch this. However, I would tell people to make sure that you're judging a movie on what you're getting and not what you're not getting. You know what I mean? And I feel like because it's not a bad, it's not a badly done movie. You know what I mean? Like we were all complaining about, you know, other movies that we all love now, you know, and that's where I just think everybody just needs to take a breath, settle down. You know what I mean? Like it's cool. It's fine. It's not going to hurt, you know, cause I'm here for community. I'm here to bring us together, lift each other up you know, I'm here for that. And if you're going to be competitive in anything or, you know, I don't have time for that. If you're going to be super opinionated and annoying about it and rude to people and forceful, then in the words of David Spade, bye-bye. No lie. (laughs) I might have been listening to his podcast with Dana Carvey a lot lately. It's called Fly on the Wall. Um, because another thing, not to like switch gears from the movie, but another thing I've been doing a lot of is watching a lot of SNL and SNL related documentaries and, and, and things like that. And, you know, um, so it was really, it was really cool. You know, it was really, it's been really nice to, to reminisce on that and whatever. But, but seriously, like I said, this community is about uplifting and introducing things to people not steering people away. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm trying to get people to realize like, this isn't a bad movie. Just listen to what I have to say. If you still don't like it, cool. But thank you for your time. You know, thank you for giving me the opportunity to try to persuade you. And if I didn't, sorry, you know what I mean? No big deal. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, that's not where we're ending this. <laughs> no, but seriously, I just, I want, I wanted this community, community to be positive and for like, you know, 80 to 90% of the time it is. However, lately, damn, some of you guys are just, and it's probably not even you listeners, to be honest, because the people that are doing this definitely don't listen to my podcast. Shit. Definitely not. That's fine. But yeah, but I hope you guys, if you like the movie, I hope you agreed with what I had to say. I hope if you didn't really know how to feel about the movie or if you felt a little more neutral, I hope you give it another chance. I hope you take what I've said with, you know, some thought and really, you know, make sure you're, you're giving these movies a chance. Cause most of these movies are not terrible. You know what I mean? I haven't seen the Winnie, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh movie, but oh, I've been hearing terrible things about that. However, I don't think I've heard super loud. I mean, maybe, maybe in the beginning, but I don't know. I just feel like calling things trash, like that's someone's work. I don't know. I just, I would hate it if, if I put some time into a movie and like I thought it was good and then people were like, that's garbage. And it's really not like garbage when there are like trash movies. Like, <laughs> like it's like, is Basket Case a great movie? No, 
But it's very interesting. The story is different. The animation alone and the different stop motion shit. Now it's iconic. But in back in the day, there were so many people that hated that movie that probably have come around and been like, oh my God, I love Basket Case. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really love Hellraiser when I first saw it. I didn't love, like I do now, I didn't love, yeah, Cabin in the Woods. I didn't like that when I first watched it. I didn't get it. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm an idiot. Ha, that's great. That's smart. Whoa, fuck. I'm in my, I'm an idiot. And that's what I just feel like. Sometimes your opinion isn't right. And like, not to say you have to change it, but it's like, expand your mind. Don't just be so close-minded. Let other people convince you wrong. I'm just <laughs> no, but I just, I don't know. It's fine that you don't like shit, but God damn, just don't be a dick. Just don't be a dick, right? Didn't I end the last one? Don't be a dick. <laughs> you know what? Instead of good night, kids, that's how I should end it in 2024. Don't be a dick. Good night, kids. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the tag. That's a good one.